You're listening to The Shelter, Stories of Redemption. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please visit ProvidenceRescueMission.org. Now, here's your host, Michael David. Hey guys, Michael David here again with you at The Shelter Podcast, where we tell stories of people who are redeemed. Today, we have David here with us. How's it going today, Dave? Doing good. Doing good. So Dave, tell me about you. Well, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm from Batonka, Rhode Island. Graduated high school, 1968. Went in the army. Went to Vietnam. Did three tours there, and I went to Germany for a year. And uh, uh, outside of that, I, I worked at a shelter myself. I worked there six years at Urban League, and I used to be a staff worker there. Great. And uh, you know, I had a few odd jobs here, day labor, you know, stuff like that, you know. Yes. Yeah, so but, you, you uh, were from Pawtucket. Yeah, I'm from Pawtucket originally. Nice. Yep. So, how you know, growing up, you know, did you you had a mom and your dad? Yeah, and then my parents got divorced when I was nine, and uh, I was always active in sports. I liked uh, baseball. Uh, I was on the track team, a couple years basketball. Uh, team. I got a few trophies and stuff, nice. you know, but I was never great at basketball. Track I was good at, you know. I always liked track. I used to watch the Olympics and uh, guys doing the pole voting and everything, but I never got into no, that. No, that wasn't you. No, that's not me. No, going over. <laughs> no. No, I don't jump fences or anything like that. <laughs> so, Dave, so how was your relationship with your parents? Uh, they were pretty good. My parents did not get along, so... I used to see my father every day. My mother would get mad. She said, I know where you was yesterday. I know. Well, and where was that? <laughs> yeah. And my father had his own house on uh, Thornton Street in Pawtucket, so I would go and see him on my gotcha. bicycle with that. But, you know, I mean, he's my father, so, I mean, I was always close to him and my mom, you know. Nice. So, um, growing up, did you, did you walk the straight and narrow? Did you? Yeah, I was I was, an, uh, I was a straight-A student. I was very very good in math and uh, chemistry and stuff like that. And uh, I went to Rick. I graduated Rick 1970. I got a uh, degree in business management. I used, oh. to be a, I used to be a restaurant manager back in the 70s. So you're very educated. Yeah, I, I, yeah pretty good in math. Cause, uh, it was funny because we used to eat there all the time. So uh, the boss said to uh, my mother, Hi, hey, Julie, how's your son in math? Oh, my son's got all A's, you know. He's a straight A student, so he hired me because his son, he really didn't care about the business. All he wanted to do is, as soon as his father retired to Florida, he was going to sell the business and get into car racing and stuff like that, you know, because he, all he did was collect cars. Like, okay. You know, sports got like the charges and stuff that back in the day, you know, yeah, yeah, the fast yeah, yeah. cars, you know. But uh, outside of that, you know, I was always pretty active. And uh, then I had the slump after my mom died. It seemed like everything got real bad, like, you know. And uh, What do you mean by that? Uh, well, I ended up in the shelter, and this time I was a client instead of being a worker there, you know. Now, why were you there? Was it drinking? Was it? No, it's because what happened, my mom, when she died, she didn't have a life insurance part, no will. Okay. So I had to wait for money, but I had to wait like Then I had to get a lawyer, and, you know, they want a third of the top, you know. Oof. So that's sort of brutal, and it's... It was bad enough. I didn't have any money to begin with. By the time the lawyer takes his junk, there's not too much left over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got into the shelter because, just for financial reasons. Yeah, yeah, financial reasons, yeah. Nice. All the jobs dried up. Now I'm 70 now, and I had a heart attack a week before my birthday, so working's out of the question yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. you know, and I got cancer. I got that Agent Orange from Vietnam. You have cancer? So, yeah. Now, what, what, what kind of cancer? Uh, prostate cancer. How are you doing? 
I'm doing okay. I'm yeah. gonna, I keep the faith. Uh, it's hard sometimes, though. I, I admit that, you know, I pray a lot. You know, I always say I have my prayer book that my mother left me when she died. So, you know, I in fact, I was uh, sitting down by myself near the water today, and I was praying, and nobody around, and I could, you know, think my thoughts, you know. What do you pray for? I pray for uh, some kind of relief, like I could, you know, get out of the show, get my own place and everything, maybe go to California and see my family and stuff. I got my cousins out there and everything. That's all I want. I don't I, I don't want a car anymore, a motorcycle. I, I used to have a lot of motorcycles, but now I'm getting older, too old for that stuff, you know. Now, did you did you always have financial hardships, or is it always did it come and go? It was a, a come and go thing. Like, I, I worked at one place, and then... Uh, the boss retired, and uh, he went to Florida with his son. It was a family-run business, and uh, that was the end of that job. But it was a nice job. I used to go home on my lunch break. I mean, yeah. didn't have to take the bus in the morning. It was It was really nice. And I got into the printing business, and uh, he showed me a lot, you know. And uh, then after that, it seemed like jobs were getting very hard to find, you know. How long did that last? How long did, how long did that time last of having a hard time finding a job oh maybe a couple of months and then it was like around christmas time and i got laid off and then it seemed like in the winter after christmas nobody's hiring anymore so know? what did you do during that time so that time i was like uh i was cl- I starting to collect cans you know soda cans and that so i got a job working at a nightclub and i would get all the cans so some days i would do pretty good you know and then people people were started saving them for me and that you know really? so so because this woman that owned a grocery store, actually, it was her daughter owned it. And she said, David, I know a lot of people up Federal Hill, and they're going to save cans for you. So people come in, this is David, like that. And uh, I'd be walking and say, hey, David, got some stuff. So that would that helped me out a lot, you know? Yeah. I said, the more people you know, the more you know, get help, they'll help you get, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I said, you know, that was pretty nice of her doing that, you know? So bring, let's, let's kind of bring it back a little bit. So before you said you were in Vietnam... How did that? How how did that go about? Did did you were you drafted? Or? No, I, I wanted to go in. See, my my grandfather, my grandmother, they were both in the First World War, and all my father's uh, family, they were all in the war. And my mother's uh, three brothers, they were in the war. My my uncle Joe, in fact, he was in the hundred first Airborne sure. Division. My father was in tanks. He was in North Africa for three years. That was way before Normandy. Yep, and then. Uh, he got hurt real bad because he's the only one in the family that got hurt. Uh, what happened two weeks before the war was over in Germany, a German Tiger tank came around the back of the building and fired a shot, killed his friend, and went through both his legs. So he almost had both his legs amputated. You know, really? So I, my father was my hero. He had all kind of medals and everything. And uh, I always wanted to be like him, you know. Then when I came back from Vietnam, he said to me, where are you going now? I said, I'm going back. So we we going back there for it. Would they give me a thousand dollar reenlistment? That yeah, was a yeah, lot yeah. of money in nineteen sixty nine. Plus they paid for my travel and everything. So he said, "Look at me. Look what the the, the Germans did to me." I said, "Dad, that wasn't my war." You know, I said, "I got enough problems fighting my own." You know, but he he was all dead dead against the Vietnam War. To begin now, why with. do you think he was against it for? Because he didn't want me to end up like him. You know. Yeah. Or worse. But he was your hero, though. Oh, yeah. He was He was definitely my hero. You know, we used to sit down. I remember watching the old John Wayne movies and yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. the blood and gut stuff. Westerns every Saturday, you know, Rifleman. You know, he was my number one show, you know. That's awesome. So, so my father got me into Westerns and stuff, and, you know, and, I, and it's funny. Even today, I like I like watching the old movies and stuff, you know. My dad, lo- my dad loved watching Bonanza. 
Bonanza, yeah. And uh, I remember Gunsmoke. Yes. That doing. And uh, that was uh, Dennis Weaver. Miss, uh, uh, I remember uh, Fess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That that was uh, Mr. Dillon, Mr. Dillon. He'd be hop skipping yep, around. Yep, and, uh, yep. Yeah. And Kitty and uh, Doc, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it was funny because uh, The Rifle Man, that's my number one show. And, and one time it was funny. I was watching TV and I seen this guy doing a commercial for Rifle Man. And I'm looking at him, I said, Johnny Crawford, same age as me. Because remember, when I was a kid, he was the same age as me. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm 70, he's got to be 70 now. And I said, that was pretty interesting. It was like a commercial on uh, uh, one of those cable networks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, this is, I'm looking right at him. I said, Mark? Like that, you know. <laughs> I said, you, you you never think that people are going to grow up just like you. And they, they grow up just like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now... In Vietnam, you went, did you go twice? I went three times. Three times? Yeah. Now, in Vietnam, did you, do you think that changed who you were? I think it did. For, for the better or for the worse? Uh, for both. Yeah? Yeah. You know, I seen a lot of my friends get killed. How you know, is A couple that? captains. You know, it was uh, like I've been to Hamburger Hill. And that was a, it was a real disaster. I can't imagine seeing my friends We, we did take the hill because Senator Kennedy... Gave a speech in front of the Senate Hearing Committee in uh, in Washington D.C. and said that 101st couldn't take the hill. We t- we took it, but I mean, we lost a lot of guys. Lot did you of guys. see people die in front of you? Yes, I did. Yes, that that must be gut wrenching. Like that. Yes, it's be- heartbreaking. That's the only way I can say it. It's heartbreaking, and I could see the point where, like even myself, I didn't. When I came home, I didn't believe in anything. I didn't go to church anymore like i did when i was a kid and i yeah. always went to church with my father and mother and then i sort of like drifted off and i you know like i had my own religion you did know it make you more angry leaving the mm, yes yes okay very yes so once you left when, once you left vietnam what happened next uh then i went to germany okay and now the commanding officer that when I first got there, he was a really nice... Now, here's a man who wanted to go to Vietnam, and he said, I hate to tell you this, but he said, the colonel, and he's German, and he's got family, he hates Germany, and he did like five... Wait, he's a German, He's a German, but hates Germany. Yeah, and, and it's funny, and he, he did five tours in Vietnam. Wow. He was a Korean War veteran, yeah. World War II veteran, and uh, he was telling me about the Battle of the Bulge and how American soldiers were found in ditches. Uh, they froze to death and everything. So he's, I said, he's, he's seen war a lot more than I did. Yeah. And he was telling me about uh, going into Berlin and uh, all the buildings were just like leveled and uh, people were begging for food and everything. And uh, he said it was just like, like uh, enough to make you want to cry seeing people like that, you know, innocent people getting caught up in a war, you know. So after Germany, what happened next? Then uh, I got a job at uh, at this factory. I worked there three years. And in fact, the man that hired me, he was a Vietnam veteran too. He was really? in Vietnam a year before I did. Sure. So we hit it off right off the bat. And he said, you want the job? You got it. Just like that. I, didn't, I hadn't even a chance to throw the application out. That's awesome. So financially at that time, you're doing pretty good. Oh, I had my own car and everything, you know go to work every day, and I was getting a lot of overtime and stuff, you know. So, you know, I had it made, you know. I was living at home with my, my mother, and I was always tripping for rent and that. And she said, I don't want all your money. She said, just most of it, you know. And I said, that's okay, Ma. And I don't, she want, said, I don't yeah. want all your money, but, give it, but for every dollar, I want 75 yeah. cents. <laughs> 
But, you know, I was eating good, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Nothing like Mars food, you know. I'll tell you something. My mom just passed away. In, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it was um, June 28th, I believe. Whoa. Yeah, it was this past month, this yeah. past year. No one feeds you like your mom. No one feeds no, you like your mom. No, nope. And even my mother was funny because my uh, my grandmother lived on the second floor when my father had his house. And uh, when she came downstairs, she said, Dave could stir the soup, but nobody else. And... <laughs> You know, you could do no wrong by your grandmother, you know what I mean? Like, I used to go to my grandmother's house, and I must have gained, like, 20 pounds, and she used to make apple pies from scratch with the flour oh. and with the roe on the... On the on do, we, do we have the same mom? My mom yeah, the I, same thing. Because <laughs> I tell you, rice and beans every day, because I, I, I used to eat a lot of Portuguese Cape Verdean food. Yeah, yeah. Linguist, and I can't eat that stuff now. But, <laughs> you know, a lot of red meat, everything. My blood pressure be flying. Through the roof. Oh, yeah. The doctor even told me, he said, Mr. No, stay away from the greasy hamburgers. Those, they'll kill you. <laughs> and I saw, he said, no more big cups of coffee. I said, well, you really know how to kill somebody. <laughs> and no salt. <laughs> but that's about it for Listen, the diet. If, if the doctor told me that, I'd be like, then why am I living for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I eat? <laughs> uh, so, Dave, so you had the job and uh, you were living at home. Yeah. Um, were you involved in church at all? Nope. Not no. at all. Nope. Okay. I just, to be honest with you, I just get up in the morning, go to work, come home, go to, get up in the morning, go to work. And then I worked at the restaurant for Tony. And, uh, you know, so I, I was working like seven days a week. Okay. But I was putting away money, you know. Then I bought another car. I bought a nice car. Yeah, what kind of was, car? It was an Ambassador Deluxe model. Had the power steering, power brakes, had the tilt steering wheel and everything. You know, big gas heater, though, big engine. You know? I remember my first car. It was a 1988 Grand Am. Oh. It had no roof inside. Oh, Grand Am. <laughs> yeah, wow. it, it was. So it was kind of a rust bucket. Yeah. So me being... I don't know, 16 years old, I'm like, I can't take the rust. So my car was gold, but I got silver silver spray paint. <laughs> it, looked, it looked way worse than it did. Wow. In fact, the car that I bought off my friend, he come over to the house and I was having breakfast with my mom. It was on a Sunday. We took went for a little ride past La Chalette Shrine up in Attleboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes like this. He said, nice car. I said, yeah, I like this car. He said, you got $125 on you? What a steal that was. So I went out. In fact, the tires that 125 I- $125? bucks. In fact, the tires I bought for the car were worth more than the car. I bought the Michelin steel belted. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah, were yeah. big time back then. You know, That's amazing. That cost me a lot of money. I had the car all tuned up. And a friend of mine used to race cars at Seacock Speedway. So yeah, yeah. He, he saved me a lot of money. I would give him money. And I said- he said, come back in an hour. New spark plugs and everything. I mean, he did the whole thing over, you know. And uh, it was funny. The car was a gold color. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> the final top and everything, you know. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't make cars like that anymore. No, they don't. I feel like cars nowadays, they're meant to be broken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, a friend of mine, uh, he had the, the Charger like uh, in that movie Bullet with Steve McQueen. He was my number one actor, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, that movie really put him... Do you know that in 1972, he was arrested in Anchorage, Alaska for drunk driving, and he didn't show up for court, so they put out absentee like that Then at the bottom. Charges dropped to disorderly conduct. He was the bad boy of Hollywood back then. <laughs> but he was my number one... Do you know he was the number one paid actor in this whole country at that really? time? And 
Uh, Papillon. I remember, uh, what was the other movie before? The Getaway, the Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, I yeah. remember all his movies. And Nevada Smith, uh, that was a Western. And uh, uh, what was the other one? It was... Uh, Hell was for Heroes. That yep. was a World War II movie. Now, was that and your that, favorite movie ever? And yes, and that was in black and white because back then they didn't have color back. Correct. Then, but my number one movie of all movies, I have to say, and I've seen a lot of movies in my lifetime, was The Great Escape. That was 1963, in fact. Nice. And that was my best movie. Now, why was it the best movie? Well, you know what's funny? The motorcycle chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he tried to go over that, and he said Switzerland like that, and he, <laughs> he went over the hill and they were shooting at him, and then he never made it, though. And I remember the, the German soldier had the gun up to him like this, and he went like this, where it had the dog tags <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> he had that smile yeah, on yeah, his yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. So, you... How did you come to the mission, though? Well, you know what's funny? I didn't even know where this place was. Okay. I didn't. I never heard of the mission. So one day, I'm downtown Providence, and I see a bunch of guys. He said, Go, going back to the mission? I said, what's a mission? He says, shelter? I said, where is it? He said, just get on a bus with us, and when we get off, you get yeah. off with us. And that's the first time I came here. It so was like just you, before Christmas. Where were you sleeping before? Even before I was going, like, staying over my cousin's house and, you know, things like that. Uh, couch surfing, if you know what I mean. You know, I lived with uh, Mike and Gina, and uh, he was in the Army. And then he they, he, he moved back to Kentucky, where that's where he was from. Nice people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember for my birthday, uh, they used to live right near the Veterans Hospital on Truckstone Avenue. So he goes like this, ain't grits without butter. I'm going to make you a real sudden breakfast, biscuits and gravy oh, and that. that and I, sounds so I was fantastic. Eating, I was eating good there. Now <laughs> that I sounds it, fantastic. I took it for food. You know, <laughs> sometimes I stay a couple nights there and that instead of going to the shelter. Yeah. And I said, now I was eating like a king though, you know. Yeah. Now, when was the last time you had a place of your own? Oh, it was quite a few years ago. Do you miss that? Yes, I do. Yeah. I spent a lot of my time and money going to hotels and stuff like that. And I like being in a room by myself, you yeah. know, going out to eat. You know, I'm not into big on eating out, but, you know, I spend a lot of money Walmart, stop and shop, yeah. you know, I make my own stuff and that, you know. You can't beat a home-cooked meal. No, you can't. You no. can't. Nope. People can try, but they're going to fail. You, yeah. You, just can't, you can't beat a home-cooked meal. Yeah, that's true. And in fact, my grandmother taught me everything about food. Really? Yeah, she, you know, she had a book that my grandfather was a chef in the, in the army, yeah, and he won all kind of awards when he was in France. And in fact, he won the award. They don't even give it to their own French soldiers. And he was a baker. He had his own restaurant. Yep. Then he died just before, uh, way before I was born. Because what happened in the first war, mustard gas got him. What's that? That's that dangerous stuff that the Germans had. Oh. And what happened was he took out a machine gun nest and he fell into a ditch and a mustard gas ate hole in his lung. And here's a man. Now, he was very religious. Yeah. Go to church every Sunday. As sick as he was, he'd go to work every morning. They didn't have buses back. He would walk from North Providence to Providence in that pouring rain and that freezing cold. And I said, they don't make too many people like that anymore. You know, and he, he, he told my, uh, my mother's brothers... Uh, you don't go to church on Sunday, God's going to get you. He's going to get you. He ain't going to like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but he'd go. He never smoked a cigarette in his life, never drank. You know, stand-up guy, you know. How about you? Any 
Yeah, I, I did. I liked, I did some drinking, like when I was in Germany. You know, I sort of acquired a taste for German wine. You know, <laughs> nice. and then you know, come home, and it was funny. Never smoked a cigarette in my life until I was like about twenty eight. Then one yep. day, you know, I was at work. Guys going, "Hey, you want a cigarette?" And, and I sort of liked the taste. Then next thing, you know, I'm buying them. You yep. know, <laughs> but they were a lot cheaper than they are now. It's like ten bucks a pack oh, or something like that. Oh yeah, it's like back then they were like. A dollar. Wow. <laughs> so the mission, how do you like it here? It, it's, it's, pretty, it's okay. You know, I mean, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But we, we eat good. Dude. We, do, we eat really good. I'm telling great. you, it's like a five-star meal sometimes. Yeah, because I came in. I almost didn't make it for lunch. And uh, I came in. And I said, fish and chips? All right. <laughs> Boy, we could, what's, a, what's the problem? I know. <laughs> nice to complain like, about food. I'm not going to leave. Oh, I was at the, uh, I told PJ, I came back. The, it was like the first week of February, and I was up in Boston two weeks at the Veterans Center. Yeah. 350 people in that place. And I went down to cafeteria the, the very next day, and uh, I said to the man, uh, uh, coffee and donuts? He started laughing. He said, well, you think this is a restaurant? <laughs> so I went upstairs, and one of the guys go, are you deaf? We told you there's nothing to eat. That's why nobody was getting out of bed. Yeah. Because I, I said, how come there's nobody downstairs except me? <laughs> the, re the rescue mission. There is no food. The rescue mission, the province rescue mission, people eat really well. Yes. And regularly, and another thing, if you're here, you're eating. Yeah. Now, in Boston, if you're in line, man, go by with a clipboard, 200, 250. I'm sorry, everybody else back upstairs. There's not enough food. So you didn't even know if he was going to eat lunch. There's Supper. Maybe. There's a ton of food here. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. Sunday, breakfast only on Sunday. That's it. Where, in Boston? Yep. Wow. Outside of that, you're on your own. Now, do you take it now, has the mission helped you with, like, clothing and stuff yes, like that? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, I'm clothing, but uh, as long as I got a place to stay at night, you know. Now, I do got, you sleep here? I, yeah, I, I, I sleep here, and I got friends, nice. you know. I like the chapel. In fact, when I got up this morning, it was like a God thing. I'm looking behind me, and there's the cross. So you can't get any closer to God than that, yeah, I guess, exactly. you know. Exactly. It's just like, you have to think God. You can't just, you know, because everybody goes, oh, I went to church on Sunday and, and everything. But if you don't really believe, then what good is that? I mean, you know, you have to have some kind of faith in you. Yeah, because honestly, the, the Bible actually says, Faith without works is dead. Like we have the faith, yes, but we need to put our, our faith into practice. Yes, that's right. Kind of like um, <laughs> I can say to you, I'm the best basketball player in the world, but when you see me play, yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I blew a lot of games myself. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny. One game. Well, I never say I won. But we, because it's a team sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last game of the season, the last game, I was so frustrated. The other team was ahead by two, and I'm not even anywhere near the basket. I was, I said, oh, we're going to lose this game. And I threw the ball. So Steve runs up to me, my friend, and he goes like this, we won. I said, what are you talking about? He said, the ball that you threw went in. I said, no. Get out of here. So St. Rayfield's bad I used to hate them guys. Yeah, yeah. And we'd go, Bye, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, you know, because they had, they always had a good basketball yeah. team, you know. But I'm talking to the cap because I was, the smallest guy's always the captain. So yep. all my friends, they were all big guys. Yeah. So I went to shake his hand. He just gave me a dirty look. <laughs> I said, we won, we won. <laughs> so I took all my friends to cellos. That's awesome. And I, and I paid for the meal. I said, have whatever you want. You That's know, awesome. Got a big pecan pie with the whipped cream on top. The they, got, whole they got some good desserts over oh, there. Oh, <laughs> 
Well, Dave, I so much enjoy talking to you. You are a blessing. Well, thank you. I love your I love I love your life. I love your stories. I have to keep a positive attitude, positive mind, because I was I had a few bouts of depression last time. I was up on the fourth floor in a veterans hospital, and I remember the doctor I had uh, the woman doctor, and she said, "Miss Nettle," and I said, "You know the pills aren't doing anything for me." She said, "How do you want to feel?" I said, "Normal." She said, "Normal <laughs> like who?" I said, normal like you. She said, how do you know I'm normal? I said, well, you're a doctor. Yeah, yeah, I said, how do you know I'm normal? <laughs> she started laughing. So what could you do? The, what got you through the depression? Uh, my faith in a little way. Yeah. I think it did, you know. And then I even told her, well, it's a, it's a bad thing. I said, I said, Dr. Merlin, the first thing I want to do when I leave here today I'm going to buy a coffee, and I got one cigarette left in my cigarette pack, and I'm going to smoke this. <laughs> i got to have a smoke. Because she said, you want the patch or the gum? No, I don't. <laughs> so that's my downfall, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm not drinking anymore. I don't do drugs, but I do smoke cigarettes, so. Now, why'd you stop drinking? You know, it's funny. It just, I just went, like, it didn't do anything for me anymore. That's awesome. You know, I guess I had enough of it, you yeah. know. It's like a fad. You go to this certain restaurant, you eat all the time, you eat there every day. Then one day, you just don't go anymore. It's not that you don't like the food anymore. It's just like, I guess it ran its course or something, yeah. whatever. You know, like, why do people move from one town to another? Yeah. I guess they got tired of living in one place. They go somewhere. But that doesn't mean it's going to be any better going. So, like, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could be worse. Question for you. Cancer. Yes. How did you find out you had cancer? I it was through a, a blood test that they never gave me. and Because I used to go to Boston every Friday. So one day, someone, I said to the doctor, I seen a thing on TV about Agent Orange and that. I never even heard, to be honest, I never yeah. even heard of the stuff. And uh, I said, uh, can I get the Agent Orange test? And he looked at me like, like, we want to have that test for. So it was a test, and I had eaten that day. I had a muffin and some cough, and they took the test, and that's how they found out that I had it. How are you doing now? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm praying a lot. I haven't had any surgery, no radiology or chemotherapy, because I've heard bad stories about that. People, they're here for, well, I don't have any to begin with. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, people get really sick, you know. Has it, the cancer progressed? It's It's stable. That's good. So, so, but I had a CAT scan. I did the MRI thing and all that. But I am uh, sort of like, since I had my heart attack, that seems to be the main course. Heart attack? Is, yeah. It seems like that's like the engine of a car. The engine stops. It's over. Yeah. You know, that thing heart, stops. You're not going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> I mean, you could be brain dead, but as long as your heart's beating, you're still alive. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so I got to keep the old ticker. Like today, I went for a nice long walk. Nice. And I said, okay, it's a nice day, you know. Sat down, relaxed. You know, I was sitting by the water, watching the boats go by. And I, you know, I said, this is good. This That's is nice. awesome. Dave, your story is amazing. Thank I you. could listen to you talk all day. Well, thank you for having me. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, so, guys, thank you so much for coming today. You guys know this is The Shelter, where we tell stories of people who are redeemed. Dave, your story was awesome. Um, you're like a journeyman. You've <laughs> you traveled from Germany to Vietnam, back to America, and you live to tell about it, which is pretty awesome. And, guys, as you guys know, as I say every single week, we are a nonprofit organization. Uh, we are supported by people just like you. We don't take any donors from any 
um, government or corporations. What we are is 100% privately funded. If you want to visit us, go to providencerescuemission.org, and we're located on Cranston Street in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, if you want to donate to us, like I said, go to providencerescuemission.org, uh, and you can donate there. Anyway, guys, this was a great, great thing. Thank you so much, Dave. Have a great time. Well, thank you. I'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thank Bye-bye. you very much.